Hello and welcome to the, what, episode zero? Episode one? What is this? This is the first episode, Alex. The the inaugural episode of the Crane and the Cobra podcast. It's not the Crane. It's the Crane and the Cobra podcast. I am not ever going to do that. I'm just throwing that one out right now. Sooner or later, you're doing it. No. Sooner or later, I will find a way. If I have to, like, deep fake your voice to do it, I will fucking do it. One way or another. Uh, Uh, But yes! We are are the the Crane and the Cobra cast. Uh, And, yeah. (laughs) So... I don't. I don't know how we want to introduce how this idea came I, to be. Is I don't even know how this idea happened. I, I think, like, uh, yeah, you're right. a little background's important. So, I am a huge fan of Cobra Kai, and not the biggest fan of the Karate Kid franchise. I think, like, when we'll get to them, but like when me and Alex would talk about the Cobra Kai verse, Alex did not know certain parts of the Cobra Kai verse. That's what it is now because there's more Cobra Kai than there is Karate Kid in ours. The Cobra Kaiverse. I so and that kind of left Alex befuddled. Where like, wait, what happened? I'm like, yeah, you know the other three Karate Kid movies that happened. He's like, no. So that led to a variety of conversations. And hey, we already run a several other podcasts. So here we are doing an exceedingly timely, definitely not like without any cultural context podcast on the fucking Karate Kid movies. But then we'll be doing Cobra Kai. So. We're gonna kind of work our way through the the um, Karate Kid movies. We're gonna do one in one through three, which do indeed feature Daniel Larusso as the main character. We may loop back and do the fourth one eventually. It's not quite important to the Cobra Kai stuff yet, but also I think it's the best of all of the movies for completely weird reasons. And we may at some point do the remake if this takes off and people want it. We can watch that one. I think that movie is just unforgivably terrible okay disclaimer i really like the remake really one i really enjoyed it i know i i know it has will smith's kid i and i know he made a lot of really shitty movies but well okay so i think after like after he made that movie his movies were kind of shit because i really liked him in that one and i also really enjoyed him in um pursuit of happiness like he was good in both of those but Beyond that, I, it's not—it's eh. not me knocking him as an actor. I guess like it, that was never my problem. It was—I think the movies are just bad, and I think that one's unnecessary. But if we get to that, we can get into that more. This is, this is our first okay. episode. We're focusing on the original Karate Kid, the, the the movie that got a bunch of people in the '80s into karate. I guess is the way of thinking of it. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And it was actually interesting to come back and rewatch it. Um, also, just because, like, I am a SoCal native, so it's seeing like, some locations that are familiar was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, let's give you some know? context, I guess. Uh, the Karate Kid came out June uh, 22nd, 1984, so I think technically before both of us were born? Uh, yeah, because I, I was born later in the 80s, yeah, yes. It, it, mine, I was born in 89, so yeah, that's that works. It, it, box office grossed uh, $90.8 million. It cost $8 bucks to make, so pretty good success. Uh, Runtime of 127 minutes, made by Columbia Pictures. It starred uh, one Ralph Macchio, one Noriyuki uh, uh, Pat uh, Moriata, I hope I pronounced that right, Elizabeth Scher, William Zabka, hell yeah, 
and Martin Ka- Cove, I think is how you pronounce that. Apologies yeah, Martin that, right? Cove. And yeah. You know what it, it's directed by uh, John Avidson. It's fucking Karate Kid. People know either know what Karate Kid or don't know what Karate Kid. And so you were possibly old enough that you kind of caught the wave of Karate Kid as growing up. Like you, you you'd have been young, but you would have been hypothetically alive for people still thinking it was a cool ass movie, right? Oh well, yeah, I mean, because granted, you had a lot of like. So there was a lot of like martial arts kids yeah. or martial arts films that I remember watching when I was a kid. I so just for context, I'm a huge Van Damme fan. Like I love Van Damme movies. All right, I always pop off when he does the splits because it's just his iconic thing. Well, I think that's an important distinction. I am young enough. Van Damme was lame by the time I was aware of Van Damme. Yeah, I get that, but I grew up with those no, films. I, and I yeah, it's purely a kind of point in time <laughs> kind of thing, and I think it's important. Like this is a distinction where. You could have come to Karate Kid as, like, an early on, like, hey, I don't know much about the karate genre of movies. I came off the shittiest 90 karate movies, like, bullshit, like, Three Little Ninjas at the time. No, no, don't you dare disparage, was it Three Ninjas? No, Three Little Ninjas, not Three Ninjas, Three Little Ninjas. That's the ones with the kids, right? Yeah. Yeah, what's wrong? Yeah, it's Three Ninjas. They are terrible movies. Those movies are fucking great. Oh, what are you talking terrible. about? Maybe we'll put them as filler some other later episode. But <laughs> being young enough to think those movies were good and then going to the Karate Kid, which doesn't feature that much karate and like is kind of slow karate, it like forever tainted my perspective on the Karate Kid. And I guess to kind of bring it to why we're doing this podcast, I am a huge unironic fan of the theory popularized by the show How I Met Your Mother. It does not originate with that, but it's how people, a lot of people got exposed to it. I did not get exposed to it there. I, it's been a thing you kind of come to organically if you're a bad person. And it's that mm-hmm. Daniel LaRusso is a piece of shit, and he is not, in fact, the Karate Kid. The Karate Kid is uh, Johnny Lawrence. I'm aware that's not true, but it's kind of a fun way of looking at the, this movie. And Alex was shocked the first time someone unironically brought that point of view up. Yeah, no, and so, like, okay, so when you brought that up, I was like, no, no, I've seen the movie before, and I'm just, remember, the way I remember it, I'm like, yeah. he's not the villain, like, he he's getting picked on by these bullies, and, like, I get it. So, when I rewatched the film, I watched it with the lens of seeing that he's actually an asshole, Yeah, and I have to admit that theory's still wrong, fuck him. <laughs> Oh, so right. let's get into it. Let's talk about the original <laughs> Karate Kid. The story of his honor. Uh, so it's the the story of the uh, heroic, I guess, if you buy into that mainstream interpretation story of a uh, uh, Daniel Larusso kid transplant from uh, Newark uh, to Los- Newark, New Jersey, yeah, Newark, yep. New Jersey to Los Angeles. Yeah, specifically Reseda uh, during the eighties. A very interesting time in LA history. Yeah. So, um, some of those places, like they show you throughout the film, like that, that place is, the, the name of the apartment complex is actually the name of the apartment complex in real life. They I think I've been to that apartment complex, actually. I've driven past it before because it's, I, I, okay, so I have, uh, I have a lot of friends who lived in the Northridge area, like Reseda Northridge, yeah. the whole, what do they call it? The Valley? Yeah, uh, San Fernando Valley. Yeah, San Fernando Valley. So, like, I've driven through that area. I've been to Reseda. I've seen that place before. 
And that apartment complex is very, yeah. very L.A. Like, and not like new fancy Santa Monica, L.A., but very like old school, like, yeah, palm trees are cool, like L.A. And I mean, they also make a fact to mention, hey, we got palm trees. Yeah, it's, like, it's aggressively eighties LA, where it's like, yeah, yes. that's, and I got to give the movie some points for like a lot of stuff that came out in that time made LA look really cool. This mm-hmm. movie does not consistently do that, and I got to give it points for someone who now lives here, having grown up on the East Coast. This is one of the few accurate uh, kind of representations of yeah, certain parts of LA are awesome, and certain parts of it are hellscapes. It very much has that feel of like. When Grand Theft Auto did L.A., they show you the nice parts, but they also show you, like, the areas that aren't so nice. Linwood like, exists. Uh, Lin- yeah, like, that kind of stuff. And so, like, I gotta say, like, even in the opening shot, like, when they show you the apartment complex, there's a liquor store down down yeah. the road in the frame when he yeah. first, gets, first gets out the car and everything. An so. accurate representation of Reseda. Yeah, it's... Yeah. <laughs> I'm not quite sure why the kid from Reseda and the kid from the Hills was going to the same school, but that's a... I I don't fucking know on that one, but... Yeah, no, well, I mean, yeah, sure, he's from Reseda, but, I mean, his mom technically was kind of connected at a good up-and-coming, like, up-and-startup. Sure. So she was starting at, what, Rocket Computers, right? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so she was going into work there. They actually they don't ever actually tell you what she does. They just do mention that she was like gonna try to train as a manager at some yeah. point. But um yeah, so I have no idea what you know what the mom does per se, but yeah, like so <laughs> then apartment complex brought back a lot of memories specifically because I had family who lived in apartment complexes. Yeah, I can imagine exactly like, if you lived like in LA, especially during that time, like it's it's LA. Like it's not like some gussied up version. It's like, no, this is like historically karate was big in the valley in that point in time like it's a it's a bit of a joke yeah yeah no it was it was it was yeah definitely as far as capturing the essence of like la you would think about and not like the glorified fancy santa monica la again i always reference that because for me santa monica is very bougie now yeah the most part um but yeah no it, it does a really good job of doing that yeah i will say well, so let's actually get to the meat of the movie, I guess. Like, I have a, I have a variety of notes we can kind of stumble through as we go through this. We'll probably get a little bit more professional as we go through more of this process. But yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I, there are lots of parts about this movie I forget. I remember this movie having way more training and way more karate in it than it actually does, which every time I revisit this damn thing throws me for a goddamn loop. And I always forget how unbearably annoying the first five minutes of this movie are just that long, like musical driving across America. And I get it, but dear God, I'm so glad we moved on from that. I love the driving montage. You know, so like that was also kind of a a shot they used to do fairly often. Yeah, no, it's very indicative of the time. Yeah. Because I remember them doing a similar shot when they redid the movie Casper. Yeah. And you have like Christina Ricci and her dad, and they're like literally on the on the road, like through Santa Fe or something weird like that. I can't remember the because I haven't watched that movie in ages. And, but and I think my um, issue with it is I, I I was always like either I don't want this to be here or I want the scene like the scene that happens the first time any of the characters talk. I kind of wanted that to happen at a hotel in the middle of the desert. Like I kind of wanted our first instance of Daniel's jerk to his mom happening at some like bullshit hotel in the middle of like some desert in Nevada. 
as opposed to where it winds up to kind of justify its existence because I think that part of the U.S. is really cool. The whole, like, Americana, Route 66 stuff, that's a cool, not anymore, but, like, at the time, it was kind of this interesting slice of the U.S. Yeah. Yeah, and I, 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 I also kind of appreciate that. Like, yeah. it's, yeah, I mean, sure, they're not going to show you all the, 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 the Americana, but you get a good taste of it, and you just... Like you just know iconically, hey, it's Americana. You see, like the destination's California. You see the desert. You've got you know all that. As someone so who's done yeah. that drive at least a couple times in my life, yeah, like it, I do appreciate it for that part of it. And yeah, coming across that as a kid in the eighties, by the end of it, you probably want to like just never talk to your parents ever again, hypothetically. Yeah. That being said, the first thing I think was unrealistic so far. Was how you had a door when 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 Daniel kicks the door and he hits the dude in the face. I don't know about you, but I feel like I feel like they would have been more hot blooded in that opener. But he goes like, "Oh, dude, it's all good. You hit me in the face, bro. Let well, me help you so, with your luggage." I, I have a note that says, <laughs> "Never forget the first thing Daniel does is be a jerk to his mom and then kick some random kid in the face." Like again, the first <laughs> thing Daniel does in the entire movie is be a jerk to his mom, kick a door, and like beam one of his neighbors with a door, kind of thing. Like it is. <laughs> so the the door thing, I think, is an honest mistake. But at the same time. Oh, yeah. But it's also like the most Jersey sequence possible. <laughs> well, don't yeah, don't blame the East Coast dickishness on on the West Coast though. That's 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 an East Coast specialty, right? No, there. I, I'm saying that that's that's an accurate representation of kids <laughs> of like that from Jersey. Like I'm like, oh yeah, no, that's right. He's an asshole. He's from yeah. He's right. This is the first instance of uh, Danny of um, Larusso being a piece of shit. Got it. <laughs> Or, 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 it's foreshadowing on the fact that he's going to learn karate in a movie called Karate Kid. Well, I... So, and like... <laughs> yes! But I also think it's like... We're touching indirectly in the most, like, you way possible on one of the actually more important aspects of the entire Karate Kidiverse, and uh-huh. it's the thing that I talked a lot about, and I'm not groundbreaking in saying this, but like, the first movie touches on it, the second movie kind of dives into it a little bit more, and the third movie kind of hammers down on this. Daniel's a fucking angry kid, actually. Like, th- there is some... It's not quite as extreme, because he doesn't chop anyone's heads off, but, like, there is some light side, dark side stuff through the entirety of the Karate kid and we'll get into it in kind of later movies, and definitely with the Cobra Kai... Daniel's actually kind of more not good than good at the end of the day. Like, he gets mad and does dumb shit kind of constantly. That's where my little jokey thesis of, like, Daniel's actually the asshole comes from, kind of thing. Like, he's actually the antagonist, because when you take kind of a step back and look at the kind of number of times he just starts shit for no reason or does something that it's innocent as a kid does it, but also kind of an asshole move. Like, this is your first weird instance of, why did you kick the door exactly? Like, I, I get it, it's the karate could be done karate right off the bat, but like, why? Just because you can. No, and I get, no like, and that's what it, I'm saying. Like, so it's it, at, at the same time. I mean, like, how many times as a kid have you? Do you honestly say you've never like karate kicked the door when you were a kid growing up? I do it as an adult. Like, you are, I'm an asshole, but yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> fuck it, yeah, yeah. 
But he's also like, yeah, he's a teenager. Yes, teenagers do dumb shit. Yes, I agree, and that's where we're gonna come back to that point in a couple seconds. But yeah, yeah, that's our that's our kind of introduction to the characters. We we have Jersey stereotype and Jersey stereotypes. Mom, get out of a car and. I, I, but the other thing I got reminded almost immediately is just how fucking few fucks Mr. Miyagi gives at the start of the movie. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yes. Which I think also kind of sets the tone for him, too, of just being very, like... Like, the fact that the man is surrounded by bonsai trees, like, just hanging out, he's like, yeah, I'll go later, is very just kind of zen. Like, yeah. very, like, okay, whatever. And, like, and that is consistent throughout his whole kind of character, like, overall. He's just like, eh. Well, like let's not yeah. like, let's not graze over it. I guess, dude. Like, it, he is literally trying to catch flies with chopsticks the first time he's introduced, and it's like, hey, can you come fix a sink? Busy doing what? Trying yeah. to catch these flies with these chopsticks, motherfucker. Yeah, maybe he's on lunch, and that's what he likes to do. Like, <laughs> yeah, Los Angeles. So maybe other reasons, other other factors were involved. But yeah, I just always yeah. enjoy like. I do think Miyagi is one of the best characters of the movie, kind of thing, arc wise. But like, I just enjoy how just absolutely few fucks that guy gives. Yeah, right I, from the I, jump, but like, he cannot be bothered, and it's great. Yeah. yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah, I his character is consistently just mwah, chef's. That kiss. sounds like a you problem. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, the faucet's leaking. Oh, that that sucks. Like, well, can you come fix it? Yeah. Can you come now? Maybe she's trying yeah, to live in here. Yeah. When later? Later, later. <laughs> when I feel like it. Yeah. No. Yeah, I, we're also then very rapidly greeted to the first instance of no one cares about kids in the 80s that this franchise is known for a little bit. Oh, yeah, they're hanging out on the be- beach. And everything. They're not like- just hanging out at the beach. They are hanging out at the beach like um, implied a pretty significant distance from the apartment building, and there's just fires around. Like, I'm not saying fires are inherently dangerous, but th- there's something like just, what the hell about that scene? Yeah. This is this is very true. The other thing, too, is like, so, <laughs> the thing that trips me out is like, they went from the valley yeah. to the beach. Yeah. Like, that location, that that, like, even in the eighties, that's a that's a drive. Yeah, I and not in, he took a bike. He rode his bike he took to a do bike. it. Apparently, that's that's a long ass bike ride. Like, One might say an impossible bike ride. Yeah. So, uh, yes, yeah. no. And that it, beach does not look like any kind of beach I've seen that I can remember. I, this movie is a contributor to the fact that if you didn't live in Los Angeles and don't like study atlases with any frequency. Asking an East Coaster what the hell the state of California looks like, kind of where people live-wise, we have no clue. Like, we assume every part of Los Angeles is a 10-minute drive from the beach, according to movies from the 80s kind of thing, which is not true. Yeah. So, also, just for some more context, the the beach scene actually is filmed, um, was it, it's a beach, was it Leo Carrillo Beach off PCH in Malibu. Encina or Reseda to Malibu is a huge drive. Like I'm gonna actually look that up because, yeah, that's that's, whoo, 
Yeah. I... Yeah, that's a, so so. <laughs> Daniel biked thirty-four miles one way, <laughs> potentially through the mountains to get to that beach. Yeah. That's yeah. So, but I mean, it, it also like in those films like L.A., everyone just assumes the beach is nearby. So yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, they did pick a nicer beach though because I think filming in Santa Monica, they could have got away with a lot of the stuff they did. They're a lot more strict with that stuff in Santa Monica yeah. in terms of beach fires and all that. But yeah, so indeed, yeah, no. If, if someone who lives in LA and who grew up in LA, that's a very LA thing to do is the fire on the beach. Which I did not know when I moved here. Honestly, I was kind of surprised by that one. But yeah, I mean. I guess as the native on here, like yeah, like campfire or campfire on the beach, hanging out, doing stuff. That's that that is that is stereotypical like beach behavior. That being said, I barely like if ever actually did that myself. But I mean, it's really common. You you'd see it occasionally in Santa Monica, and they'd ask you to put the fire yeah. stuff. But you know, Malibu they have the drum circles, which has kind of replaced the fire on the beach thing, if you will. Um, but yeah, no, it's very. Well, and- the important parts of this scene is we're introduced to Allie, like, we have that whole weird thing between her and Daniel, and we also meet uh, Johnny Lawrence. Yes. Which, by the way, I don't know what the fuck they were playing with the soccer ball. They were literally just chasing the ball around and kicking it. Like, there was no goal objective. I was like, oh, he's gonna kick a goal! We're gonna come back to land. the soccer ball in a second, because there's a part of that comes up, like, right after this scene that I was watching going, wait, what the fuck is going on? No, actually, what the fuck is going on? Okay. Yeah, so I... For those not familiar, this is the scene where Johnny Lawrence and Daniel get in their first fight, which... Who starts that fight? Um, technically, it was, uh, what's his face? The... Ah, I can't remember his name all of a sudden. The, the asshole on the motorcycle. No, it's not, actually. Yes, it is, because he's going... So, Daniel goes to defend her honor, so technically he's being the aggressor... First, by showing up there and smashing the radio. Yeah, but who throws the first punch? Doesn't matter who throws the first yeah, punch. Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. We're going to touch into kind of my favorite theory about this movie at the end. We're going to see you react to it. Yeah, so. Yeah. Actually, well, so hold on. If you really want to talk about who threw the first punch, what's his name? Actually throws the radio right in and shoves Daniel with the radio and knocks yeah. him down. So if you want to get into technicalities, Daniel was still not the aggressor. Yeah, and I, I kind of going with the ridiculous theory that uh, Johnny Lawrence is actually the hero, like, the other interpretation of this scene is that, like, he doesn't start the fight, he's an ass. Like, no one's calling him a good guy through the entire movie. He's just he's an angry kid that's, that's not debatable at that point. He just finishes kind of Daniel's dumb decisions. That's kind of the, depending on your interpretation, this is the this is the start of the who's actually the Karate Kid moment, because you get Daniel gets his ass kicked. Yeah, which which is what, you know, your stereotypical protagonist thing. You've got to have the initial down point. Oh, it's the start of our hero's journey, yeah. it's Yes, exactly. The, so. the, gauntlet, the gauntlet has been thrown, if you will, and... Yeah. I, other kind of fun fact about this movie, this is one of the, one of the two times in the entire movie that... um. Johnny Lawrence and Allie interact. Is it? Yeah, kind of. One of the only two times in the entire movie they actually interact. 
And I I'm only, trying to think. Well, I only back. know this because I read an interview with the um, after Cobra Kai season three came out. Some no spoilers, I guess, at this point in time. There's, we'll talk about when we get there. But there was some talk about how people like there are things people misremember about this movie that like, oh, this happened, didn't it? No, it didn't actually. Like that, it's implied that that happened, but that actually never happened. Like Johnny Lawrence is barely in this goddamn movie, actually. Well, yeah, because he's not the protagonist. Yes, but he is he's, the karate yeah. kid. Yes. Yeah. I, well, enough about that. Yeah. So, it to again to further strike into that uh, whole Daniel's actually the bad guy and Johnny's a good guy. Johnny was the aggressor and started the fight overall because he couldn't take the fact that he got dumped. So that theory from what was it? Um, what was the show that came up with that theory? It didn't come up with the theory. It's a thing that's been out there. Oh. Yeah, it, okay, so strike one against that theory. Yeah, I'll, I'll say Daniel kind of rushes in. He's trying to... The interpretation of that scene from that perspective is that Johnny's just trying to talk to Allie and Daniel kind of muscles his way in. But yeah, it's not a great scene for anyone involved. Like, mostly it's the entire movie's about how teenagers are just assholes. Mm. Well, yeah, teenagers yeah. will be teenagers. And especially when you have like in things of like in it, when it comes to things like love or teenage yeah. love and all that stuff, yes, you're gonna have a lot of aggressiveness. I mean, yep. we were we were all teenagers, so uh, and, and then that's followed up very rapidly by uh, the fucking aviator scene, followed by the soccer fight. Which this is the one I want to talk about. So you have the soccer game. Why the hell are the cheerleaders practicing uh, football chants? There is no proof this school is a football team. <laughs> well, you got to assume every school has a football team. You can, right? except they like, they never show anything that says this this fucking high school has a football team. And like, if we're being totally honest, why is Johnny Lawrence on the soccer team if the football team exists? I don't know. Maybe, I mean, soccer is better for your cardio than, uh, I, than football. But like I based guess. on every '80s stereotype. A, they wouldn't know what soccer is. B, he'd be on the football team just to kind of complete that collection of this guy is obviously this character. Okay, okay. Uh, but yeah, it's it, Daniel gets his ass kicked again. Like it's a it, that one's a cheap shot, definitely. But also, it's also a clean slide kick. So, yeah. Mm, well, no, I don't think it is. Doesn't he actually make contact with his? It's only a clean slide kick if you actually didn't make contact. No, it's, with that's the, not, that, that's a misconception. You have to hit the ball first. Oh, anything okay. after that's fine. And so here's an important running theme so, of this movie. So he doesn't actually hit the ball first. Daniel kicks it out of the way, and then what's it called? He sweeps him in the leg right. Yes, afterwards. but it's still a clean hit because he was going for the ball. Like it's a, it is one of the weirder things in soccer. If you can really establish like the lie, you can tell you were going for the ball, and if they can't like prove it was truly malicious. It's weird, like, and it, you have to barely touch the ball even for it to count. It is one of the weirdest parts of soccer slash football that exists out there rule-wise. Because you can do yeah, some I mean, heinous I... stuff as a result of it, so long as it's like, no, I was going for the ball. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's, if you want to nitpick the soccer stuff yeah. on that, you can, but, yeah, no, I, I... My experience, I don't, I don't know about that. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll just defer on that. On yeah. This one. Also, and then this is followed by Daniel getting run off the road. Uh, like it's motorcycles versus bicycles, which 
everything about that scene, I think, is just like, why is this even in this goddamn movie? But that's followed by Daniel throwing a full bicycle into a dumpster, which I don't know why, but I love that scene. Well, no, that happens later. No, it oh, no, well, later. Well, you still have some stuff that because he goes to the dojo first before that. Um, is that that's so not learn there? karate on that stuff? No, no, that because they're still during the day. He he goes, he hangs out with. Uh, oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I got that in order. Lunchroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got, we got an introduction of Crease uh, Sensei Crease, which again, I mm-hmm. think of that guy being all over this movie. He's in it like what two, three times total. He's in it a few times, but yeah, not that much. Yeah, I, I, my memory of this movie is always that like Cobra Kai is this like oppressive, always there thing. It's not like no, no. As far as like an oppressive influence, I mean, I guess the the idea of the tournament coming up, sure, and it gets separated even more when he tells him, "Hey, leave him alone." You know, obviously this happens later, but when he talks about, "Hey, yeah. leave leave the kid alone until you know we train." Kind of thing. So well, and so, and we'll, we'll talk about this when we get to actually Karate Kid too. There's a moment mm-hmm. that every time I watch this movie, I'm like, "Wait, when does that happen?" And it happens in the Karate Kid too. Like, it, there's a part that I think happens at the end of Karate Kid One that does not happen in this movie. And every time I get confused when I watch, I'm like, "Wait, when does that happen?" Oh shit, not this movie, right? I am I gonna assume? I'm gonna take a guess on what it is. Is it the scene afterwards when the teacher? Fights, yeah, uh, or when uh, Crow fights Miyagi. Yeah, yeah. My brain assumes that the scene of Crease beating up Johnny happens in Karate Kid One. I and I, I don't know why, but every time I watch this movie, we get to the end and this kind of fades out, and I go, "Wait, where's that scene?" Like, I, I know that yeah. happens. I know I've seen it before. I didn't make it up, and then it happens in the first ten seconds of the second movie. Yeah, and I, you know, it's funny because I actually had the same moment. Like, I was like, yeah. "Oh, he's he's got he wins." And then it's gonna like he's gonna show the scene afterwards, kind of thing. Yeah. But it, I mean, it makes sense because the eighties, like eighties films, used to always end with that thing where like right in the moment, when yeah. Was, at least what I remember, like yeah, and yeah. then it, like does that like freeze kind of thing, no, and, and we're, that's it. We're going ahead of ourselves. We should, ta- movies that, we should yeah. talk about the end. We actually get to the ending of this movie. Yeah, you're right. We have the kind of we have the introduction of Cobra Kai. It's a karate dojo, a thing that's the uh, San Fernando Valley is known for. It's spades. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, you've got kind of the awkward scene with his mom, and she's kind of explaining her career, and the Cobra Kai students see him. Then you're right. Then you have the bike, which either those are the slowest motorcycles ever, or those kids are fucking amazing at riding dirt bikes. Because as someone who rode a motorcycle, going that slow is actually kind of hard. Yeah, no, it's just true. Um, I will say, like, <laughs> like. Okay, in this instance, I think Daniel just was a bad rider down that hill because I didn't see anything that like there was nothing in front of him when he took that when he hit the fall. Well, and like he was, you're watching it, and you go, just stop, just hold your brakes or something. They'll pass. You. Yeah, yeah, like. Uh, but then Daniel eats it down the hill. It's it's a great fall. Like as someone who enjoys a good kid falling off a bike scene in a movie, it's a great kid falling off a bike scene. Yeah. Followed by a yeah, kid was... just spiking a bike into a dumpster. Yeah, which I also thought was kind of funny too, because like, man, he he he's he chucked that with so much ease. I was actually kind of surprised. I literally have a note that like... reads, Who the fuck throws a bike in a dumpster? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Daniel Sons. Over the head spiking that bike into a dumpster. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, no, he, he yeah, again, I, I just don't know why he was mad at the bike. Like, yeah, I mean, I guess he's, I mean, he's, he's the angry teenager. You just mad at everything. It makes the sense. bike is like so. In, I think this is kind of a film continuity issue where the bike doesn't look as messed up as it is when he throws. Like it's pretty jank when he throws it into the dumpster during the fall. It looks like it's okay and like. It has, like, a bent wheel or two when he throws it into the dumpster. Yeah, I get it at that point, but also you can replace wheels, you asshole kid. But, yeah. I, I just love anytime someone spikes a bike into a dumpster, because it's just, it, you're watching it going like, why would you do this? Also, where did you find this dumpster short enough for some kid to spike a goddamn bike into? <laughs> so, the dumpster thing, actually, like, that's kind yeah, of, it's... like, that's standard LA yes. complex-looking stuff like that, yeah, so... Although, the fact that that dumpster was so empty, I'm going to assume he did it on trash day, also because that, those yeah. things fill up quick. Yep. Yeah, yeah so this is all so. by Miyagi fixing the bike. and Yeah. I also want to point out, in that scene where he's mad and he's punching the wall, he's punching the wooden wall, which leads me to believe that Mr. Miyagi set up a little makeshift wall area for his bonsai plants, which used to be, probably is a parking spot. It feels like because when you like when you look, he's punching a wooden wall. It's not like the complex itself. Sure. So he put that together there, which I didn't notice. I thought it was literally like a small little complex, but no, I think he just took up a parking spot. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> that, that, we'll, we'll get to kind of like wait, Miss Miyagi, secretly an asshole in a couple minutes. I think, like, <laughs> yeah, no, and you get the kind of that's followed very rapidly by the. The infamous bonsai scene, which I don't think certain parts of it have aged super well, obviously. I I think a lot of the kind of gags involving Japanese words in this movie, I don't think were probably great then, and they really are great now. Yeah, well, I mean, granted, like, was it, didn't, like, didn't, uh... Didn't Pat Morita speak, like, perfect English? Yeah, he doesn't have an accent. He's faking the accent for the movie. Yeah, that's what I thought. So, like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff... I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, yeah, that you could reference now and be like, eh, it probably doesn't really yeah. age well. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, like, uh, yeah, there's definitely stuff on here that has not aged well. So, yeah, you you, you get the bond. Kind of, yeah, I thought it was kind of a nice scene though. Like, <laughs> overall, it, it was a nice introduction to like, or more of a look into Mr. Miyagi. Sure. Well. I'll give you that one. Yeah. And then you've got... I love it because it sets up an Easter egg in Cobra Kai, but the scene of uh, Mr. Miyagi finally coming and fixing the sink and just being like, oh, you're learning karate from a book? That's stupid. It's an underappreciated thing that was very of that time, I think. Yeah. Did you ever see one of these things? Like how you could buy like a how-to karate book? So it's funny you mentioned that. The only ref- the only other time I've seen a like how to karate, I guess, book yeah. or how to martial arts book reference was actually in Kung Fu Hustle. Sure. If you ever remember watching that, yep. there was a scene where the kid buys the 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 manual, if you will, from yeah. the from the crazy looking dude that does the 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 Buddhist palm, I guess yep. they called it, where he does the palm from the sky. Yeah. Like he he le- like he legit bought a book from that guy. So, like, I mean, that's the only other time I could see a reference, like, hey, learn karate from a book. 
kind of thing. Oh, yeah, no, it, it was a thing during this time period. You could buy them kind of for any of the contact sports, like kickboxing had its own thing for this, and they were completely useless. It's kind of like... It, but I, I wound up with a weird collection of them at one point, and I don't know how <laughs> I did, so that will always have a weird little space in my heart for it, because you couldn't learn anything from it. They were completely useless. Yeah, well, I mean, it's one of those things that, like, you have to do. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. But I think that introduces another theme of the movie, which is, like, you actually have to do the work kind of thing. You can't just learn this stuff without putting in the effort. I, Daniel's a terrible martial artist because he's never actually done martial arts kind of thing. He's getting his ass kicked by kids that are doing actual martial arts, despite him being like, I know karate. No, you don't, asshole. Sit down. By the end, you do, but... Mm-hmm. But then we get to Halloween. Oh yeah, so he makes some. Okay, so first things first, that costume, fucking genius. Yeah, I have my that notes. Costume, I'm not sure if the co- shower costume is genius. the dumbest or brilliantest thing ever. No, brilliant, one hundred percent brilliant. Like, no, I had no doubt in my mind or no other cross idea. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, he's a shower. Yeah, like no. Brilliant! Yeah, no, that's a 10 out of 10 cost. Yeah, I, I watched that. It's one of those ones where my brain puts the modern filter of the just scene showing up in that costume would have caused to the school because it's basically a walking makeout tent. It's like, you shouldn't yeah. do that now. Like, <sighs> well, it pretty I pretty much thought that scene was going to lead to it. Like, from when I was rewatching it, I'm like, did they make out in this? And yeah, I don't think they do, right? Yeah, no, they don't. They don't. They they have a moment inside the walking shower, which again, I'm watching it going, if you showed up to anything in the modern era, sort of a frat party dressed as that, and we'd be like, sir, what are you trying to smuggle? Yeah. Like, it is true. It is the most suspicious thing out of context possible. Yeah. Now, can we also talk about how fucking cracked out that chicken costume was? The chicken literally had like raccoon eyes. Like that's how. Like that. Well, like again, that chicken was same dance with the kid that shows up dressed <laughs> as essentially a makeout booth. You have a dude dressed as a chicken throwing literal eggs at people, and it was like, "Oh, haha, isn't this funny?" And how much you watch it? Like, wait, what? Yeah, which just makes sense because it's a deranged looking chicken to begin oh, with. Oh yeah, no, and he's it's just like. Literally using its young to like to literally yeah hit people that with. chicken like, is nightmare fuel as an adult that chicken is a little <laughs> bit nightmare fuel yeah no I agree I'm glad we can agree on how cracked yeah. out that chicken like yes still uh, not as good as a shower curtain I, I don't know I, they're awesome in different ways I think I but that's then that's then followed by the infamous bathroom scene which you want to talk about this one Alex. Uh, you know what? Yeah, so those bathroom stalls are way too short, first of all. And I don't know about you, but if I was rolling weed in a toilet stall, I would be able to hear everything in that fucking bathroom. And the fact that he could not hear that rubber hose getting passed through the metal tubes right above his head. Oh, well, I mean, no, he did he have headphones on? I think he did. Yeah. Let me I'm going to double check. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Why would you roll drugs? Like, why are you doing some illegal activity and then have headphones on? That's dumb. I gotta say, that's that's pretty that's pretty dumb on his part. 
I guess. And also, like, I mean, granted, as soon as it happened, like, I don't think Johnny knew that it was Daniel, no, right? No, not initially. Because like, he was already cleared it. How did he not go after Spider-Man? How did he know immediately that it was Daniel in the shower curtain? I think he something... sees him fleeing or something like that. I, I don't no, know. No, because he, t- he has to go around the corner. Yeah, he has to go around the corner from where the sink was, where he had the hose attached. I think he hears someone running at that point. Like, Spider-Man's obviously not running. He's like, I'm just Spider-Man. Yeah, I guess. No, yeah. so Ed, each one of these movies is a favorite moment for me. I this is my favorite part of Karate Kid in some ways. The the chase, the skeleton fight scene, like this is where Mr. Miyagi shows up and does the karate kind of thing. I think it's the best part of this entire movie in my opinion. And Yeah. yeah I, I, Although the first negative I'll give Daniel is man, he calls a really bad like car crash right outside. So, so yeah, so my notes is like, never forget that Daniel started the Halloween fight, causes a car accident, and Johnny kind of says, you couldn't leave it alone, could you? Like, Yeah, and no. The, the entire sequence is brought on by Daniel being an asshole. I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you points for that. Yeah. I'll give points for him being an asshole in that context. Yes, he was, but he was also getting revenge. Because I don't think, like last time they had met, uh, Johnny had gotten the better of him. Well, and like, remember, revenge is revenge is spelled out by Miyagi is for assholes. Yeah, but but he doesn't learn that lesson until later. Sure, he's still so. Yeah, that that lesson is not taught till later. Sure, I'll I'll concede that point. But this is this is the thing a lot of people point to. Of yeah, okay, this is undeniably Daniel causes causes like his own ass kicking. Like, yeah. the, the the thinking through on this was, okay, there's at least two of them, and they've whooped my ass at least twice by now. Let's do this. I'm wearing a shower curtain. What's the worst that could happen? Oh, I caused vehicular <laughs> damage and get my ass kicked in a field, which resulted in old yeah. man physically assaulting, what, like, five kids? <laughs> like, yeah. But they're seniors, so they're close to being adults, so... We're gonna talk about that in a second, actually. Like, so... We'll talk about that in a couple seconds. Like, There's a weird age discrepancy in this movie that I find incredibly problematic in hindsight. <laughs> what? Well, how old is, uh... How old is Daniel in the movie? He is 15 he- when this movie starts, I think. Okay. Because he gets his driver's license. And... That really makes you wonder what the fuck is going on with Allie. Uh, she graduates yeah. high school at the end of the movie. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. We'll get to that in a second. There's another theory that I've not brought up to you that I want to kind of talk about when we get through the rest of this movie. Because I want to paint some picture, I guess, at that point. But yeah, it, mm. I, I love the skeleton thing. I think it's a great scene. I think it's the best part of the entire movie. It's a good chase scene. Like, it's absolutely ridiculous, too, that you have five kids dressed as skeletons chasing a shower. <laughs> well, he loses the costume, like, after yeah. he, like, after it cuts away from the, uh, because that costume would have been really cumbersome to try to hop a fence with. Uh, yeah, but yeah, he, he, like, he runs through the promise that I think he's still wearing it when the cars hit. Like, that's. Yeah, no, he's wearing yeah. it when the cars hit. But he, like, after when it cuts to the next area, there's no more. Yeah, the wind I, took I, it. Like, what the fuck point. is a shower curtain? Yeah. yeah, he just dumped it at some point. Yeah, he shows up, physically assaults multiple teenagers, and then he's like, haha, I'm the good guy. 
I, I still think he's a good guy. Yes. Yeah, I sure. So and I, I <laughs> so this is where I'm, this is my note, and this is one of the things I find tragic about this movie is because of modern movies like John Wick. God, the actual karate in this movie has not aged well. The actual no. fight that happens, like that's not them just kicking Daniel's ass on the ground, is terrible. Yeah, well, I mean, at the same time, they're kids, so I sure. mean, like, well, even Miyagi's, I guess, karate isn't necessarily it's like slow. Like I, and I remember the scene being this also- badass moment. It's not like it's this weird kind of like. I kick five kids and they fall down. They roll on the ground, knack badly for a couple minutes. I, it's it's definitely me nitpicking yeah. at that point, but it it bugs well, me to this I mean, day. I mean, granted, also when you have movies like like remember watching the first Star Wars? Yeah, when Obi Wan and Darth Vader fight. Oh, fighting choreography is not impressive at all. Oh yeah, no, the fight like, choreography's come a giant leaps and bounds since the eighties. It turns out. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Thank you, you the Matrix. Definitely tell. Yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. No, you can definitely tell. Yeah, oh yeah, no, it, but it's like it's the first reminder you have of right action movies used to kind of be terrible, weren't they? Yeah, I mean, unless you were shooting like a like adult action films, like even the then, like in hindsight, a bunch of those like look slow. It's like okay, yeah, it's lots of like very weird lined up punches and stuff. I mean, I guess it's yeah. I mean, even when I think back, like I, I, my one of my favorite movies growing up when I was a kid was yep. Kickboxer, and that was a Van Damme movie. Yep. And even the action in that actually wasn't too bad. You can tell there were some shots cut where it was like, okay, we just need you to do this kick in this sequence, and it looks cool. Yep. Like it, it was like the kind of the weird cutoff where you can tell there was like a pause before they actually did their move, if you will. But like, yeah, no. Even now, like when you have full shot choreographed sequences like John Wick. At a rave, you know, doing his whole thing. Yeah, you know, no. If you're comparing it to that, no, this is. Yeah, it's this, not a fair comparison. But it's, it's, it always took with the man. Well. Like, well, this is the weird thing because the sequels, like Karate Kid Two, from a fight choreography standpoint, is great. It's Karate Kid One that, for some reason, is kind of terrible in this category. I mean, they just didn't have a budget for fight choreography. Yes, yeah, but like it's a movie about karate. It should be better. Yeah. Well. It should be, but like maybe like they like oh well this you know the first one did really well we're actually going to put more money into like karate choreography. Sure, I, I would say at, at points it's so bad the main character should be like doing moves and saying karate at the same time. Like that's the level of bad some of these fights are. <laughs> Just calling out your attacks, karate, like karate, karate. Yeah, like that's <laughs> that's kind of what it feels like for me at certain points, I guess. And again, like it's looking back what. We're feeling this like what twenty years after that fucking enough thirty years after that movie came out, give or take. Not a fair comparison, but definitely has that vibe of someone there being like, "What if they just said karate while they were doing this?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's yeah. Not belabor that point more than we need to. Um, you then kind of you have a couple more scenes. You have the fact he got his ass kicked. Got the tea, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You have Mr. Miyagi then walking into Cobra Kai and volunteering Daniel for a tournament. Yeah, which I thought was kind of funny. And like for whatever reason, this is okay. So this is one of the things I don't remember. Um, but like the tournament was a couple months away. Yeah, it's two, right? Yeah, two months away. I somehow thought the time frame was like shorter for whatever reason because it's a movie, I guess. Yeah. 
But yeah, I didn't realize he was. He only trained him for like two months, which is like okay. And my notes for this actually read: Who the fuck volunteers a kid who sucks at karate for a karate tournament? Mr. Miyagi does. Yeah, it, yeah. This is the first instance of maybe Miyagi is secretly an asshole and just hates children. <laughs> I guess it's the second, Probably. technically, but yeah. Well. I mean, he did just beat the shit yeah, out of five no, it's, kids. No, yeah, like I said, it's the <laughs> second instance of maybe Miyagi secretly hates children. Yeah. All right, so and that then leads into the start of one of the theories about this movie, and I mean, it doesn't seem super kind of imperative at the time, but it's Ali kind of approaches Daniel again and does the whole flirty thing. We're not, like, I remember that relationship being a lot better from this movie? Every time I watch this, I go, right, this is a terrible relationship. Because it definitely kind of has that vibe of, I'm just trying to press Johnny off occasionally. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it can be, but, I mean, she approaches him in moments when, like, he's not necessarily there. Yeah. Well, so, and, but... and, and here's the theory, I guess, is that, is Ali actually the villain of Karate Kid? <laughs> is she actually the villain? Well, I mean, you can make her a villain in part two because well, she dumps him, I guess, well, technically. There's that. I, I don't know, but that seems that seems kind of incel talk to say, oh, she's a villain because she dumped me. Like, no, what I'm saying <laughs> is, like, think about the number of times Daniel gets his ass kicked because of her, kind of. Yeah. And she definitely seems to know what she's doing. Like, it's... And, and maybe this is kind of the Cobra Kai like, hindsight on this one, but, like, there's a theory that she is just kind of doing the whole Daniel thing to piss Johnny off. And, you know, I could see that. There's some, su- some support in the movie to kind of go with that, because she does not have, she gives zero fucks about Daniel till Johnny overreacts, and that's like, oh, it's a tool. Um, no, I... I could see maybe initially as far as the whole piss off thing, but she liked, she was showing interest to him even before Johnny ever showed up in the picture at the beach anyway. Like, how could no, she she's not that actually. he was going to show up? He's just kind of like I, awkward and weird. Yeah, it, it, she's kind of like whatever nerd through that, and then the fight happens. No, she was, she was giving him like the, oh, he's interesting. I agree and disagree on anyway, that one. Johnny I don't think up. so, but. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, I guess, but I could see where you could say maybe she was using him at first, but and it it, yeah. it dumps down to another point we're gonna get to a couple in a couple minutes. It's kind of one of the weird sticking points of this movie that supports this theory. Okay, yeah, right, we then get introduced to Mister Miyagi's house, which is always goddamn impressive. It's such a cool little moment in that movie. I think it really is. Yeah. Like I, so I thought the the. Again, I thought his little setup was part his house, if you will. Like I thought he had like an apartment that was downstairs yeah, no. behind in the complex. But no, he has a whole Man like, has a goddamn Zen Garden refuge house in a junkyard. Yeah. Definitely well hit. Literally on the say. wrong side of the tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it looked nice though. Uh, it, well, and it raises the question. If Mr. Miyagi's such a good handyman, why does the apartment building suck? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, granted, also, the dude is literally like, 
I'll fix your shit later. Yeah. Like, but they have that whole surprise. But they have that whole like the pool is busted. That weird fountain thing is just the jankest thing ever. Do tenants move into an apartment that the sink doesn't reliably work in? Like, Mr. Miyagi's obviously good enough to be a good handyman. He's just like, eh, who cares? Maybe we'll just, people just don't expect much of him, I guess. I it, guess. He does kind of, I don't know, like maybe they just don't expect much because he's just an old dude who I, happens to be the super there. Further proof and maybe Miyagi is secretly an asshole. Yeah, okay, we can, I, I'll add a point to that. <laughs> That's, that's there. Yeah. Now then you get the iconic wax on, wax off chore stuff. I I still find that moment cool though, kind of the chore is martial art training reveal. Yeah. I so okay. I know you don't like the Karate Kid remake, but I I think the chore part served maybe a little bit better in sure, this one yeah. as opposed to the remake. Because in the remake, uh Jackie Chan has uh was it Jaden Smith? Do the put your coat up, take your coat off, or take yeah, your, you know, down, all that kind of thing. I think applying it to chores was a little bit better, but I think the messaging got better. I think the message that everything is like the martial arts was just his theme because even do it in this one here is like everything you do as far as wax on yeah. wax off is karate training. Um, I think the symbolism in the in the remake came off better because it was something as whatever as oh just hang up your coat and take it down but it actually played a huge role in like oh this is all kung fu because technically in the in the remake it's kung fu yeah. they do not karate so yeah but yeah no i i like it that how he like because he and it's funny too because like he even sets him up like he winds up and he's like hey remember if you're gonna do this you either go all in or you don't because he does a little the whole sequence with the grape. Yep. He's like, "Cause you're in the middle, squish." And so it was a good way to be like, "Hey, look, if you're all in, you got to do what I say, no matter what. Yep. Now you're gonna do all my chores." Yep. <laughs> FYI, kid, I'm gonna oh. suck you to do. Like, I I just love how Tom Sawyer asked that entire scene is. Like you're like, he's obviously just taking advantage of him. He's like, "Oh, I can get this asshole to paint my house for me." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> clean my cars and paint my house. Sand my deck. Yeah, it's. I still think that it's my second favorite part of the movie. I think it's a great scene. I've, the building and then reveal of it, I think, just ages unbelievably well. It's fun. It's, I think Pat does a fantastic job of acting it. Like, it's it's one of the parts of the movie that ages the best. I think. Yes. Yeah. I I am in total agreement. I, that whole sequence initially where he's like getting him to do stuff. Yeah. Well, and and then this kind of dovetails into again the question of how old actually is Allie. Because as part of this whole sequence, you get um, Daniel turns 16 finally, or he gets his driver's license finally. I mean, I think implies he's 16, if not potentially younger. So, okay. So, in California, I guess if I'm going to pull the yeah. the California rule, or I guess the, the inside knowledge for California, you can only get your license at 16 um, through a bunch of stuff you have. There's a lot of you have to do in order to get your license at 16. Uh, and there's a lot of restrictions for that. If anything, I think he got it. Well, we don't. what grade is, is he in? Do we even establish No, they never do. That's or part of the problem. Okay. Okay. So I would say if anything, he got it. I would. You'd have to be like 17 or something. 
to well, get so, close I mean, to being easier. You're thinking that through the modern lens. In the 80s, it was not that. Okay. Because I'm thinking back on when I got my driver's license and everything. Like, if you took a course early on to show that you were doing driver's training, you could get your license at 17. Yeah. Without restrictions. But if you got your license at 16, there were absolute hardcore restrictions and there was a lot of process involved in doing it. So. Yeah. Like. Yeah. The rules just be a little more fast and loose. Yeah. So we're not we're not experts in nineteen eighties uh, driver's license laws. Yep. So. No, but it it kind of hints to the fact that like, so at the end of Karate Kid, they don't say it as part of this movie. It happens in the next one. Ali graduates high school and goes off to college, which means okay. she's flirting with a fifteen year old for a big chunk of this movie. It makes well, we don't know how old. Daniel is in the movie, though. I think really? if you go back... I, well, so I'm saying, the driver's license suggests that he's 15 at the start of the movie and 16 at the end. And I think <sighs> you could go back and count the candles, hypothetically. Yeah, I don't remember exactly. I don't think he was 15, though. I would say at least 16 to 17. I don't... I, so, he's at most 16, I think, by the, at the end of the movie, not the start. Because he's at least still in high school in the second movie, and I think in the third movie. Well, no, because like he also has classes with Johnny, though. Does he? Yeah. Maybe Johnny's remember, There's a scene where he... <laughs> yeah, cause no. So there's a scene where they, he, they were talking about how, hey, we had a history lesson, and these guys also really liked it, and we like to talk about it. And they're like, oh, no, we gotta go. Yeah. So I think it's but it's not in class. It's I, them talking to a professor. Like I, I think yeah, that's a bit of a reach. Like, I don't think they're in the same grade at all. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, because also, like at a minimum, he's a grade below her because he does not graduate at the end of high school. He's still in high school at the end of that movie. He is everyone else graduates. Okay, so I'm going to peg him as a junior then, which would put him in the 16-17 category. I don't think he's that old, but just, yeah. Maybe it's a thing we can ask the internet. Yeah. If you guys know how old, technically, Daniel LaRusso is in this, then I let us know. I'm aiming towards 16, turning 17, that's when he gets his license. But, I don't know, we'd have to dig into I I'd have to go back into the film and... Yeah, I guess we can count the candles. Did he have candles on his Yeah, candle? there are candles on oh, the Yeah, he did, because he blew them out. Yep. Yeah, that's right. He blows them out. Yeah, that's right. Okay. I guess moving on next part. Yeah, moving on to that. So, well, so as, as part of the whole birthday thing, he gets the car. I guess we kind of glossed over that whole really awkward date he went on with Allie, too, which, again, like, why the fuck is she into him? His mom had to pick him up on a date kind of thing, and they get stuck pushing a car. I think that's pretty iconic, like, high school dating stuff, like, one of your parents drops you off and takes the yeah, kids there kind of thing. Bit... That's very 80s iconic. Sure, but at the same time, like, she's not going out with it. Like, I, in the movie, it works, but just based on the 80s, that doesn't work to try to piss someone off. She's a rich girl from the hills, and he is Jersey trash. 
I mean, you're you're thinking like the parents in this scene right there, then, because they're kind of like, uh, he's from Reseda. But no, like, I think she's genuinely into him, but she may be just because he's like, okay, if you're going to make the argument that she's only into him just to piss people off or whatever, like, he's new. So maybe, like, she just likes the new, if you will. Because, I mean, granted, again, referencing the second movie, which we'll talk about in the future at some point, um, she does start seeing this really hunky guy at UCLA, and then so she Not breaks does, up with Daniel. dumps his ass almost immediately. Yeah, so maybe she's just into, like, the new. I, you know, like, the fact that LaRusso is new, which is why she was so intrigued by him. Yeah. It kind of goes back to the ongoing thing of, like, everyone remembers the Ali-Daniel relationship being this amazing part of that movie that, like, stands the test of time. And it's not. It's kind of a shitty one-sided relationship. Uh, I, I think you might be okay. Yeah. Personally. I'm sorry, we're doing a podcast right. about a 30-year-old movie, give or take some. <laughs> this is only overthinking. Yeah, well, no. I still think it's, yeah, very 80s iconic to do, like, scene where your parents... Oh, it's iconic as hell, but there's that subtext potential. Yeah. Uh, nah, I... I sorry. Yeah. I, normally, you can win me over when you... But I, I kind of disagree on this one. Sure. So. Okay, yeah, so they go to the iconic... Was it, uh... Golf and Stuff? Yeah. Whatever they call it? Yeah, I'm trying to remember what it was called. But yes, Golf and Stuff. Which, by the way, is a real place, and I have been there, and it's actually pretty neat. Um, I don't know if you've... Have you ever been there? I have no reason to go there. Okay, so again, this is another location that's very far away from Reseda. So, um, yeah, again, as far as like mapping it out goes, it's very far. Um, but it is a very fun place. They do have... Uh, there are water attractions as part of the actual park itself. No, wait, I have been arcade. to this place. This place is like almost an hour and a half from Los Angeles. It's, f- no, it's not that far off. You think of a different one. It's far, but not, it's far, but not that far. So know. here, I'll give you context. I'll give you, so if we're going to do Los Angeles, California, I'm going to map it out right now. Just because, like, let's do this. Um, Let's choose, what is it? It's in Norwalk. And, yeah, so from L.A., it's only 15 miles. It's not that far. It's like going towards, like, Downey and, like, Bellflower. But if you were coming from Reseda, that's a long-ass drive. Sure. I don't know. From Which, So to put in perspective, from my location based off of just kind of a quick, ah, no, it's completely wrong. Like from so I put it where I'm at. It's, out, it's an hour. Yeah, well, it's an hour because of LA traffic yeah. now. But if you look at it in terms of like miles, it's it's forty miles. But then again, you, <laughs> these guys are traveling by bike, hypothetically by. Well, I mean, in this scene, they don't go by bike. Yeah, they go by um, car. But again, like looking I, at this based off of current Los Angeles traffic, it's like an hour to an hour and a half. Yeah. So, I mapped it from Reseda because that's, that's the area they come yeah. from. So, but yeah, it's it's definitely a drive. Like you're literally crossing through like downtown LA. Yeah, you're going through LA, it, going south. Yeah, you're going through LA. So, yeah. 
as we're kind of yada yada, this sparks a lot of inconsequential things happen. You got some training montages. Is this when the, uh, I think the beer bottle break happens at this point, right? Uh, no. The, well, that's when they're at the beach yeah. again, the beer bottle break. Yeah, that's at the beach. This, so they go through their date and all that stuff, but yeah. It's a date. Nothing really interesting happens. No. Other than like, hey, let's go hang out, rich kid stuff, yeah. and she says no. Which, again, I think is a point for her. I think she doesn't want to be seen with it. Well, no, because they said, hey, do you want... They asked her. They didn't ask him. That's fair. And they're doing their date, so... But, yeah. Yeah. So, so then now, I guess this uh, this transitions over back to the Casa de Miyagi. Yeah, it's more training montage. Um, yeah. You go to the beach eventually as part of this for that training. Yeah, well, no, I mean, you're, I mean we're, we're skipping... Oh, yeah, it's the paint at here. this point, isn't we're, it? Yeah, it's the paint. So he starts to do the paint, and then he's like, oh, hey, I'm all done. He's like, did you do both sides? And he was like, uh, no. And then he goes and does the second half. So he does the sanding and the painting. There's also, that's also the scene where he, uh, he catches a fly. Yeah. So, or at least Daniel catches yeah. a fly. Not, not Mr. Miyagi. Which in this movie, you think, oh, it's badass, and something happens to somebody that recontextualizes it. Hmm. Well, what is it? Uh, that Miyagi can do it all the time. He's like he's catching release. He just doesn't practice. Yeah, I I, I could I would assume that too. I, I think that's a fair assessment on that. Yeah, but it it Wait, does put so they go. It puts the whole line there in though what? of man who catches fly with um chopsticks can do anything because yeah no fuck it that's impressive. Yeah. So. And then, so the beach scene still doesn't happen until later, but you have the scene where he leaves all the paint for him and leaves a note that says, hey, paint the house. Yeah, I'm going fishing. <laughs> I'm going fishing. Which, again, I guess if you wanted to add it to the point that Mr. Miyagi's kind of an asshole, sure, you could throw it big there. Like, hey, kid, paint my house. I'm going fishing. I'll be the, back. The two aren't mutually exclusive. Yeah. So, and that, that that actually leads into okay. Here's what you've actually been doing. Like, let's do the moves. Like, hey, it's yeah, brush up, brush the iconic down. moment. Yep. Mm-hmm. So he does the whole sequence, and yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, Again, it is as well. I, I, I think they did that. Yeah, it does. Like I said, the whole that chore thing, it, it works still. Yeah, I I think again though. It was. I think it had a much bigger impact in the remake than it did in this one here. Well, sure, and the remake. Personally has the, speaking, but yeah, the remake has the luxury of being a remake. Yeah, exactly. Which I, I mean, I know I'm probably gonna get a lot of shit for it from people who listen to this podcast. <sighs> yeah, there were there were moments that the the remake definitely stood out. I think, but but yes, this scene is really really good. I, I really really like the part where he kind of shows like we're doing karate and just kind of like. You gotta trust them. Yeah. So, yeah, that was good. And then we have the beach scene. Yeah, and that's scene the beach scene, which scene. you see the crane kick for the first time. You see Daniel can't stand one leg in water, which that is hard, but mostly you have uh, Miyagi karate chop. What's is it three or six beer bottles? I think it's just three. Uh, he does. He, I think he only like breaks. Uh, he breaks all. Oh, yeah, of no, them. he does three. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was a clean. Was a clean fucking hit. Yeah. 
I will say it's impressive that like he breaks the tops off and like they stay there. They don't just fall off from getting hit, which I guess also kind of shows, yeah, he's pretty badass. So, yeah. I just don't know why there happen to be two assholes yeah. drinking beer on the dude's truck, yep. though. And then get mad, like, and so, and I think this is actually one of the few, like, certain parts of this movie have aged incredibly poorly in kind of Asian American representation and stuff like that. But this combined with what happens very soon after this, mm-hmm. I think are two, like, I didn't appreciate them when I was younger and as an adult and now lives in Los Angeles. It's like, oh shit, this was actually in this movie? I totally forgot about this part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the fact that they're just kind of assholes to him, like, and they're actively racist. Like, it's not even like, oh, haha, you're shorter than us racist. It's like, no, nah, that's a racial slur they just threw in there. Congratulations. Oh, yeah, no, they throw a few yep. of them. I mean, even even the uh, even Crease throws a few yep. of them in there. So, well, and then you have the second date. Yeah, well, the it was supposed to be the second date, but there were complications. There is a question about that second date, though. They specifically establish it's nine p.m. It's time for Allie's date. Who the fuck goes on a date that starts at 9 p.m. as a teenager? Uh, I have. Made, no, I didn't really start to date until after high school. Uh, was Someone who dated kid. in high school. Um, that, I, I get it, but that was also like, no. I, as an adult, I won't start a date after 9 p.m. It's like, I, no. That sounds like a thing for crazy people. Yeah, I, I guess I can agree with you on that. But at the same time, these are also these are also that that era of like, hey, kids are doing crazy. We've already established parents in this time period yeah. do not give a fuck about kids. Yeah, like literally, like, hey, we'll let you go out on your date at nine p.m. Nine goddamn p.m. Yeah, as long as you come to the country club. And so, and I mentioned this earlier. This is the only other time in the entire movie that Johnny and Allie actually interact. Okay, yeah. Yeah, no, there's a definite direct interaction. Yep, this is there. one of the two times in the entire movie they actually interact. Hmm. Yeah. And of course, you know, he uh he sees that what's his name? Daniel is hiding off in the kitchen or whatever because yep. he shows up. And uh Yeah, the <laughs> The forced kiss thing, of course, was, yeah, standard, uh, I guess, yep. standard machismo teenageism, if you will. That trope of like, oh, hey, just force yourself on the kiss, it'll be okay, kind of thing, so. Yeah. But yeah, she slaps him away, but obviously, for- I will say, though, it's kind of funny, that because it plays out like one of those things you would hear about in a nightmare. Yeah. We're like, oh, he fell and they spilled food on him, and then everyone in the room laughs all at once. And, like, for whatever reason, like, that happens. Like, yeah, yeah Daniel falls over, and then everyone proceeds to fucking lose it. Just like, point that was kind goddamn of a, laugh at him. Yeah, like, like, oh, no, food's ruined. Everyone's just like, ha, 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 ha. You're too rich to give a fuck about this situation. Yeah, it was it was very, like, Stepford Wives ask where everyone oh, at yeah. once was just like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, no, like, ha look, poor person, dirty. Yep. Like, yeah. So, uh, that part felt really kind of 
jank yeah. for sure. So, well, that pretty much leads into the part I was talking about earlier. You have kind of Mr. Miyagi's. I have drunk tirade written down here, but it's not really that. It's it's the drunk scene. Like we have another instance of maybe Miyagi secretly an asshole to kids. Like he gives Daniel the whiskey, just laughs at him because he can't drink it, which I always appreciate oh, that he, moment. Yeah, but he's. I mean, he's yeah. also already he's fucking drunk. Up. He's not making good decisions. Oh no! Oh god! No! Yeah. And you get kind of the Miyagi backstory of his wife and stuff like that, and why he's looking for a surrogate kid, and yeah. I've, it, it, it's actually really fucking dark. It's really like, dark. Yeah, it's it's, another, it's the entire like, scene you forget <laughs> is in that movie. That's what I was talking about earlier. Like it's the it, they don't flat out say it, but if you read between the lines, Mister Miyagi's wife and, and and kid die because they're in internment camps. Was it internment? World camps? War Two. I mean, I know it was World War Two, but like it's internment camp. Was they, it? There was a shortage of doctors. He says that doctor wouldn't come. Yeah, it's they are they are. They are oh yeah. shit! You God, that makes it even yeah. It is an incredibly <gasps> dark just... moment that no one remembers. That's a fucking nosedive of dark. Yeah. Holy shit! I didn't even think about that. I just like oh yeah, they couldn't get to her in time, or there were complications during the yeah. Because he says there are complications, but holy yeah. shit, dude! Oh. And it's why he's off serving in World War Two. Like, and that's like that, that's the extra fucked upness of the whole internment camp. Like, that scene is unbelievably dark, and I think it's actually one of the things that like redeems this movie in a lot of ways. Of no, no, it actually does have something to say. Like, Mr. Miyagi has a lot of reasons to just hate a lot of people, and he doesn't. But like that scene is I, if. Go back and watch it with that in mind, because they have, like, the, the newspapers show up and stuff, they kind of hint towards that. Think about that whole scene with that little piece of knowledge in your brain. Oh, God, dude. Like, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Like, the okay, so the idea or, like, the concept of the internment camp in that whole scene did not fucking click yeah. for me at all. Oh, fuck. That, damn, that's, that's a dive in like dark yeah. for this movie oh yeah oh oh shit <laughs> wow no you're right yeah. yeah no that's really fucked no i think like it is one of the best acted parts of the entire movie i think it's not my favorite scene but it's one of the most important scenes in the entire movie not from a plot standpoint but i give like i've always given this movie props for the fact that it does like it does a lot of things wrong but it also has that in there where it's like, actually, no, like, even at this point in time, we were aware of the fact that the treatment of the Asian Americans during like certain time periods in U.S. history was fucked up. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's, oh. Yeah. Fucking A. Okay, yeah. And, like, I will say also, I guess, like, his, it, it's it's kind of a weird tie, too, because he's wearing his uniform. Yeah. Like, he's a he's war hero. Like like his, he, the implication yeah. is he did a lot of stuff in World War II. Like he finds out about his kid and wife while he's off on deployment. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking yeah. a, dude. Okay. Yeah. No, that scene just makes. Now that you've told me that piece, like now that scene hits so much more. It's a dark scene that, like, when. Like, by itself, in any historical context, it's a dark scene. 
the moment your brain clicks what's actually going on in that scene, what they're talking about, it's a, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, it, it's like, as someone who's Jewish and growing up, the first time I saw this movie, my parents actually explained to me what they were talking about, and it was this kind of, oh, fuck, there was U.S. concentration camps? That's something I did not know about till this point in time. Yeah, I mean, I knew of them because of history yeah. class and all that stuff, of course, but I guess... In context of this film, it never yeah. occurred to me. Maybe because I disassociated so much. Because I mean, granted, after all, it's kind of like whitewash. It's the karate as far as kid, yeah. Like you don't expect an internment yeah. camp reference in this movie, let alone a character that like has a tragic backstory because of one of the like biggest blights on American history. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Fuck, where do we go from here? <laughs> we keep moving on. Holy shit, dude, yeah. Okay. Uh, we, we've got the actual so, birthday scene at that point where he gets the uh, the ghee. It's a cool-looking ghee, but I also, I also want to point out the fact that he gets this fucking family heirloom, and then Persak treats to kind of do karate next to a cake. <laughs> Always bugged me, I guess. And then he lies to Mr. Miyagi, gets to go home to his mom, then he goes to a goddamn arcade. Because he has a car now. Yeah. Well, he doesn't get the car yet. Though. It's part of his birthday. Well, yeah, but like, oh yeah, that's right. Yep. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Right. I was I was glossing over that part because yeah. I was remembering they also go back to do more training montage in between. Yeah, yeah there's a part where like this Maggie's wearing the full baseball gear. Yeah. And he's like fucking hit he's me. Punching. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think this is where my note of like I think this is where the uh, golf and stuff happens. That's not with his mom date. That's at this point. I think about that order a little bit out of line, but yeah. Yeah, that's right. So I will say it's kind of neat though, because so the car that, that Daniel ultimately chooses is the first car he worked on to clean. And the one you see from the montage when he's training, it's that's the first one, which is kind of cool. So yeah. And the boat balancing scene happens as part of this. And once again, Miyagi's an asshole. Yeah. Well, no, the boat balance was before. Was it? I think you're that right, was, yeah. yeah. Happens after yeah, the beach, before. but before the car, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, because I think you're right. I think the baseball punching thing is the last of the training montages. Yeah. I, I made a note for the punching part, because, like, for a kid who easily chucked a bicycle into a dumpster... He kind of hits like a bitch yeah. when, when he's like doing the "Hey, punch me!" Like he should have hit him harder than. I'm glad you said it, not a- me. But yes, <laughs> yeah. So, indeed. Okay, so yeah, they go back to golf and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, it's. It, I will say okay. So in this scene, I also kind of like it was very. I will say it was like very Johnny like yep. the way that Daniel acted. Like, yeah. So if you were going to choose a point where you'd want to say, like, yeah, Daniel seems like kind of a villain here, or kind of an asshole, this, that whole sequence... Yeah, it's not great. Like, yeah, no. Not uh, great. I'll, I, I will concede that, yes. Yeah, and that's kind of like a, it's, this is where I kind of put the note in, where it's like, why do we remember the Ali Daniel romance is a good one? Because it's like, this is actually, like, I'm sure more is implied off screen and stuff, but it's kind of jank in that movie. Like it's never 
smooth at any point in time. It mostly involves Daniel getting his ass kicked for trying to date this woman. Yeah. Which, I, I don't know about yeah. you, but I've been like, fuck, I keep getting my ass kicked. It's not goddamn worth it. It's high school. Yeah. I also will say, like, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a, yeah, I mean, in context now, that seems a little, like, yeah. a little aggro. But yeah. Okay. Also, this dude just got a new car, and he got his license, and he's like, hey, you drive. Yeah. I don't know about you, but when I got my license and I turned, you know, I was ready to drive a car, <laughs> I wanted to drive any Any goddamn excuse to drive possible, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that he kind of hands it off, like, immediately, it was kind of like, uh, no, it's one of those, hey, I got my car, let me show you around. So. Yep. Yeah. But that's Marlos Karate Tournament I- time. Oh yeah, yeah, that's where the big, the big tournament goes. And uh, I also I have to give shout outs to uh, Ali and Mr. Miyagi's like impromptu yeah. acting to get the referee to let her stay as well. Uh, again, like I very slick. My brain remembers the karate tournament being a much bigger part of that movie percentage wise, and it's not. The entire thing's like ten minutes at the end, which. I think this kind of speaks to the overwhelming importance and impact that whole kind of sequence has on people, because not a lot happens, mm-hmm. but it's all you remember about this movie in some ways. Yeah. Well, I mean, because you have that iconic cane, like crane kick moment yeah. kind of thing. But, yeah. No, it's uh, it's funny, though, because like, the tournament felt like it should have been bigger, yeah. at least from what I remember, but the tournament wasn't that big. Well, That's one of the things that the, the remake does better, is the tournament, the martial arts tournament, in the remake is huge. Well, where does the remake take compared place? Compared to this one. Well, the remake does take place. Yeah, have you ever so. been to a U.S. karate tournament? I have They not. are the most, like, in the cafeteria of a high school events ever. Like, they are not well attended, even when they're super popular in, like, the areas they're in. I, someone who did yeah. that growing up, like, not in the 80s, admittedly, when karate was that type, but I did martial arts as a kid. The tournaments are these kind of, like, sad nerd fests since you get to, like, the higher levels of it. So I'm like, no, this is accurate. Like, this is maybe more hype than it actually should be in real life, even. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, and I think it's important now to talk about the rules of the tournament. Uh, so, are you familiar with the rules actually are? Well, so okay, I know we've talked about yeah. it before because there's a big thing we're gonna. I'm sure we're gonna argue about back and forth later on because we've had before. Um, in the in the movie. And I made sure to make a specific note when uh, when Daniel asked uh, Mr. Miyagi what the rules are. He was like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, first time here. Ali actually says, hey, anything above the torso is allowed, including your head. She specifically says that. So she's like, anything above your waist is good. So torso, you know, shoulders, and your head. But yes, that's where I remember as far as the rules go. Right. Whatever so, the official rules are, I guess, is another thing. Uh, but so at the same time, this is where the other aspect of it comes in. And remember that whole concept of like the excess roughness? Because uh, Daniel yes, wins around because of excess roughness at one point. Where, well, what, what was it the one where he gets hit yeah. below the waist? Yep. Okay. Yeah, so the. Yeah, that's because you hit below the waist, no. which is not allowed. 
it, it's not below the waist. If they say it's XR for us, it's not below the waist. It's only uh, you have to hit above the waist for it to get points. You, some... you can hit anywhere else. Okay. Just don't get points for it. Well, I mean, okay, but it's still below the waist, which they said you can't no, do. Just, so no, again, I mean, that click was points. clearly seen that it was below the waist. You just you don't get points for it. Okay, the hits are fine. You just don't get points for it. He gets disqualified because he hits him full force. We're getting ahead of ourselves, so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. So yeah, he works his way yeah. up the bracket. The fighting here is better so than the rest of the so movie. Forth. I think they actually do some pretty good sequences. Like it's, it captures the fact that actual fighting in tournaments is kind of lame and not what you want it to be. It's very quick. It's like one or two moves and that's over typically because it's all about kind of that one point. Yeah. But so we get to the semifinals where you have Brown do the illegal the illegal kick that does kind of mess uh, Daniel's leg up. And remember, he does one kick and gets disqualified. It's not because he went below the waist, because you have multiple instances throughout the tournament of people doing like takedowns and other leg based moves, and then getting the hit just by punching them in the back. Essentially, that's that's kind of what karate tournaments are all about, actually. Yeah, well, I mean, there are also things like, because there's a part where Daniel gets a point where he does a leg sweep yeah. and then hits him in the face once they're yeah. down, and he gets the yeah, point. That's fine. It's the fact that, so yeah. what gets Brown disqualified is he's that, like, he does that jumping, like, kick into Daniel's leg. It's not the kicking in the leg that's the problem. It's the, like, full forceness of it. I still think it was because the rule said below the now, waist, and he hits him below the waist. below the waist. <sighs> you have to hit above the waist to get points. You can beat the hell. So again, like in spoilers for a thirty-year-old movie, like the crane kick happens. We have the we have the kind of iconic Johnny versus Daniel fight. It goes to the final round. The crane kick happens. Are we are we going all the way to that now? I guess yeah. Like it's, so you you have well let's let's lead up sure. to it though. Like so yeah, he gets his leg messed up. He does the the rub hands moment where he like. Somehow heals him, kind of thing, well, and then you have the. Did big you pick up on Brown's Johnny apology as part of that? No. So immediately you, after Brown does the illegal kick, he does the full. He starts apologizing to Daniel. He kind of feels bad about it, actually. Well, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's it's right. It's a weird. Well, scene he didn't want to do it in the first yeah. place. Yeah. That that whole character was weird, by the way, because he didn't want to do it. He does it, then he feels bad, but then in the next scene when Johnny and uh, Daniel are fighting, he's like talking him and talking mad he's shit again. Cheering like, on his friend, I guess. Like, but it's also the first. Uh, it just seems like it's a our weird... first introduction, though, to holy shit, maybe Crease is actually the problem. Well, Crease, yeah. Oh, no. Crease was absolutely the problem. Yeah. No, for sure. He isn't actually he just, up until I mean, that point. There's no real hints that he's an asshole until you have him telling kids to cheat. Like, it's. No, because he was an asshole when he was when 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 Mr. Miyagi showed up to the dojo with Daniel. Not the same level really of asshole, asshole. increase of being. Like he's just kind of a jerk. But like this is the first like, oh, okay, maybe Chris is actually a real problem. Ah, uh, no, I, I I still think Chris was more of an asshole because like he was like, hey, if your kid doesn't show up, my guys, I'm giving my guys full authority to beat the shit out of your yeah. uh, your student there. So, like, I, I think he was kind of an asshole to begin a with. A little bit, but this is like, this think, is our first, like, drove home. Okay, yeah, maybe Chris yeah, is a problem. Yeah, no, I... Yeah, I think that's, like, the... the yeah, I think when he told him to sweep the leg. Yeah. 
thing, like, or, or no, not even sweep the leg, the uh, put him out of yeah. commission. Like, I think that's what, yeah, that cements, like, yo, yeah, he's, yeah. I mean, it makes sense considering the mantra was like, no mercy, you know, that whole thing. Strike so, hard, strike fast. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Right, strike hard, strike first. Yeah. So, I guess now we go to the. Yeah, it's the Johnny versus the, the, Daniel fight. Yeah. So, yeah. They have their, you know, their. They're sparring, and then of course you have the sweep the leg moment. So, which so and yeah. how do you remember sweep the leg? Out of curiosity, like, what is your well, memory of sweep the leg? Well, it's very much the thing where he's like, I remember like when he's like trying to coach him at some point, and he's like, "Hey, sweep the leg," knowing that the leg was injured from before. Yeah. So, yeah, but that's how I remember it. That's so. the correct way of remembering it. A lot of people remember it being an illegal hit. It's not. Like, in the rules of the karate tournament, it's a completely valid legal hit. It's an asshole yeah. hit. Well, because they do, well, they do, like, yeah. take well, that, that's so, like, A lot like, of people, like, cheat, a lot of people just go to the, like, idea of, oh, the, the sweep the leg was, uh, was cheating. Uh, no, he's just capitalizing on the fact that Daniel's down a good leg kind of thing. It's, go wrong, it's an asshole tactic, and it kind of adds on to this, like, holy shit, actually, maybe Crease is really a problem aspect of the movie. But Johnny yeah. doesn't cheat at any point in the fight. Like, he's maybe not the cleanest fighter, but nothing he does violates the rules. Now, a lot of people are like, oh, Joe, Johnny cheated too. No, actually. No. Yeah, no, I, I, I think I'm on, I was on the boat that I never had the intention that he cheated. Yeah. He was cheap with, like, going after the leg after he was injured by the previous teammate, and that I remember. But I don't think he ever, like, I don't think I ever got the impression he cheated, per se. Sure. So, yeah. But I, I can see how that's viewed as, like, yeah, no, he cheated. It would make sense. It's a moment people misremember about the movie a lot, where it's like, oh, no, here's, like, here's all the chances Johnny was an asshole. It's like, he's not great, but, like, he's also the two-time champion of the tournament. You don't get there by not, like, capitalizing on someone having a bad leg hypothetically. Like, it's the, he's in it to win it kind of thing. Yeah, it's 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 the Mandela effect yeah. for that movie. Like everyone remembers it as a different way. You know, yeah. it's like oh, it's like how do you how do you spell the bear sting yeah. bears kind of thing? Exactly. Yeah. So, but yes, no, he doesn't actually cheat, but he does go cheap going after an injury that is clearly there. Yep. And so, yes, and then we go to the last, I guess the last, the last round. Well, it's not yeah the last round of the infamous crane kick. Yes. And he proceeds to fucking kick him in the yep. face. Or in the head, anyway. Yeah. So. Because I think, like... Does he actually hit him directly in the face? Yeah, or does breaks he... his nose, I think, technically. Does he actually... I don't think... I think I, there's I, blood from it or something, but I... I, I that also, that he gets hit in the face before then, too. Yeah. So no, it's a direct hit in the okay. face because he like clutches his face after he gets hit, and uh, let's finish up the movie. We can start fighting about the kick, I guess, because it's uh, what, it's what we're here to fight about, I suppose. Yeah. So kick happens. Okay. Um, Daniel uh, Johnny goes down. Uh, did you pick up what Daniel says as part of that? No. What does he say? So Daniel, like, so Johnny actually says like after that whole thing, he's like, "You're all right, Larusso," kind of thing. Like he. Yeah, they yeah, make a weird yeah, little moment of peace at the end of that that a lot of people yeah. also choose to forget. And 
Also, maybe invalidates Cobra Kai a little bit, depending on how you think of it. But mm-hmm. yeah, so let, let's talk about the kick. All right, go ahead. Let's talk about it because I know this is going to be a point of contention for the both of us. Yeah, yeah, so it, it's a full front. It's a full force kick to the head, which it's not the head part that's illegal. It's the full force thing. It is illegal for the same reason that Brown gets disqualified after one round. I will disagree on this one. The Brown kick, he had full running momentum running at him when he did that jumping and kick. And Daniel is a jumping kick. In this shot. It's, it's a full force kick. Yeah, but but in this one, the momentum running towards was, was running towards Daniel. Johnny ran directly at Daniel. So again, like so the, like someone who does I, the martial arts or like does stuff like this growing up, it's not about momentum. It's about like were you full force and it's definitely a full force hit. Uh, it's a reckless endangerment thing at that point. I'm gonna have to disagree on that. Oh. Just because like it was it was a reactive, like he charged at him and then he responded, but it wasn't like No. No, no. I yeah, no, I I'm gonna have to disagree with you on so, that. And, I think uh, it was a clean hit. And neither of us were karate experts. It's a clean hit, but it's about control. And a lot of people in there have weighed in on this that are far more knowledgeable about this, and the reality is most tournaments would, requ- would have ruled this a disqualification. Because it's just kind of someone going full force into his head, and that's against the rules. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, yes, if we're going to go with that, that's, that's, that's fair, but the referee in the movie, for the sake of the yes. movie, called it a clean yeah, it's- game of the point. Uh, again, part of why we're doing this podcast is this dumb theory exists, and it's absolute kind of... <laughs> we, we are here talking about a PG movie about some of the worst karate ever done in cinema, kind of, and the controversy of a legitimacy kick from the 80s. Yeah, this, and you know what this feels like? is like It feels like one of those dudes who, like, like years into the future, you're going to have a bunch of old dudes complaining about the football gate with uh, Tom Brady and that yeah. whole thing. Like, that's what it feels oh, no, that's like. That's absolutely oh, it's what it is. And, no, it's not. Yeah. So, and we'll get to Cobra Kai in a couple episodes. Like We're, we're building towards that. We're going to do Cobra Kai. Don't worry. We're not just doing three episodes of us talking about dead movies. That is what Cobra Kai is based off of. It is like yeah. it is absolutely people that can't let shit go and taking this ridiculous fan theory to just the umpteenth level it never needed to go to. Mm. I will say though, just just from a nice little thing, kind of point here. When Johnny and Daniel first yeah. fight, Johnny sweeps his leg a few times, and then Daniel hits him in the face. We could argue Daniel punch. Johnny is technically doing the responsible thing and only doing defensive tactics. Like, mm. well, I, the only reason I bring it up is because now at the end of the movie, their fight essentially goes back to Johnny goes for the legs. And Daniel hits him in the face. Yeah. So it's just kind of a nice little full circle moment. That being said, Karate Kid 1, okay-ish movie. Yeah. Karate Kid 2 is one of the rare movies where the sequel, I think, is better than the original. I'm not here to talk about Karate Kid 2 just yet. That'll be next episode. No, yes, I, know, I, I, I know. It is the... A lot of people think it's worse than Karate Kid 1. I think it's the best of the Karate Kid movies that are the... Uh, the next Karate Kid, which I guess is technically the fourth one, and we'll get into why I think that. I think it's a crazier movie, and Chosen is a better villain. 
What Karate Kid yeah. Two? Yeah. No, I, I kind of like I, like I, I'm rewatching Part Two, and like I said, I I think it's way yeah. better personally than Karate Kid One. Yeah, so. I, I, but I think it's also kind of like so this is kind of what I talk about. Like it's the we're talking about Karate Kid Two because I, I think we both remember. At least I do. At least I, I swear every time I watch this movie that Kreese kicking the shit out of Johnny happens at the end of this movie. Like it's surprise the, the level of amped up they take Kreese from from the first movie to the second movie that wasn't really in the first movie is insane to me. Because every time I watch this, I'm like, no, this ends with Mr. Miyagi defending Johnny, right? And it does not. It ends with kind of the lame '80s. Yeah, we did it. I totally thought that scene that you're referencing, the, the one in the parking lot where he stops, yeah. uh, was it? He stops Crease. Yeah, no, that was absolutely in the second yeah. movie. And I totally, I was waiting for it in the first, but yeah, no, it ends with that 80s, yeah, moment. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, it ends, of course, with the iconic scene where they cuts over Mr. Miyagi, you know, nice frame shot, and he just nods like, yeah. Yep. And, and that's it. And that's Karate Kid yeah, 1. Yeah, now we've dissected the hell out of a movie that does not need to be dissected by us at this point in time. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, we're only doing because we're like, I you still know, can't we're believe we're into doing the this. Yeah, I, oh no, I, I'm excited to talk about <laughs> Cobra Kai. I have strong feelings about Cobra Kai being, like, not the best TV show, but one of the best, like, you have fucking nostalgia for this, you nerds, move, uh, shows ever. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm always amazed that Karate Kid is over two hours long, and that always pisses me off every time I watch it. For okay, for an '80s movie, that's yeah. really long. That is really yep. long for an '80s movie because even Van Damme movies are like an hour yep. and a half, tops. ninety minute run. Yeah, ninety minute run was all you needed for an action movie. Like that was it. But then again, I don't know if it's really count this as an action movie per se. I... Sure, so, yeah. But yeah, either way, though, two hours is a stretch. Oof. So, at least for that era of film. Yeah. So. Uh, most definitely. Yeah, we've done it. <laughs> it's the first episode uh, wrapped up, I guess. Well, at least the first one involving the Karate Kid stuff. We still haven't done the first one for Cobra Kai when we get to yeah, that. I- which I think will be fun. Yeah, we're definitely building so. towards Cobra Kai. I think it's important to have this context going into Cobra Kai of, no, we're not just assholes. Like, it's not just me going to be like, here's the crazy conspiracy theory this is based off of, because I, I love they ran with a conspiracy theory, a conspiracy that does not need to exist about, again, 80s cinema plot holes, essentially. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, if you want to email us with your thoughts, concerns, whatever, tell us, like, why one of our stances on this is more wrong or more right. If you've got like some other weird trivia you want to throw in, you can contact us at the crane and the cobra at gmail.com. I'll put that down in the show notes as well. If you want to go about doing that, uh, you can also check out any of our other podcasts. It's negative modifier, something wicked stuff, wicked awesome cast, basically anything under the something wicked studios podcast network banner, whatever we want to call it these days. Uh, we got other stuff out there. I, I don't quite know what the release schedule for this will be just yet. We're going to probably try and, at least for now, stick to a semi-weekly schedule, hopefully. But 
who the hell knows? Yeah. This is for fun. It's supposed to be a little bit weird and experimental and artistic, and it's the goddamn Karate Kid we're talking about. What happened in my life I'm doing this finally, Alex? I don't know, man. It's You know what happened? COVID. Yeah, maybe. And, like, just like, hey, let's just run with this fun stuff. Not yet, sure. So. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, I mean, you, I don't know, doing podcasts about a show has always been kind of, it's kind of niche sometimes, but I think this one's kind of nice because it, like, it's, we've got a lot to work with for the most part right now, considering we're starting, they've been up for three yeah. seasons. Kind of thing. So there's, they'll definitely. Well, that's what makes it so much. We've been talking week. about doing this since like Cobra Kai season one happened. Yeah, we absolutely have. And, and true fashion, we're here we are at season three. Timely as and, ever. Yeah. Riding that Karate Kid wave of popularity. Exactly. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. No. Uh, we'll have to find some way of closing this out in the future that's a little more clever than that. Um, I think these are karate kids. It's what? Wax on, wax off. We'll see you next time. Mm, I guess. Well, no. Well, I guess they're doing karate kid, yes, but we can definitely end it with like, no mercy! That's Cobra Kai, my friend. Yeah, exactly. That's why for now, we're still karate kidding it up, so. Yeah. I don't know. We'll find some sort of way to exit this out. Don't if you come up with a clever way for us to exit this, email us at, what's the email again? Wicked Awesome Cast. No, that's the other podcast. Uh, the, the Crane <laughs> and the Cobra podcast. It's down the show yeah. notes. That's a long-ass email. Yes, it is, but it's a long-ass show time. <laughs> yeah. So, email us at the Crane and the Cobra. What's, what, at does Gmail. it have the in the beginning? Yes, it has the. See, if we were, if only we'd been doing podcasts for a few years, we would know, or at least we'd have it written down so I can reference it at some point. It's in the show Crane, notes. Crane and Cobra podcast. Okay, if it's hard to say. Uh, it's in the show notes. Yes, it's in the show notes. Crane and Cobra. Uh, it rolls off the tongue. The Crane and the Cobra podcast. No, it doesn't. The Crane and the Cobra podcast at gmail.com. Is way too long of a fucking. Year. I must say the right. It's actually just the crane and the cobra. My bad. Oh, see. <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah. If uh, email us if you you know have any ideas on how we should end this, but also if you want to complain about the length of the email, I'm all yeah, for go it. for it. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed. Talk to you next time. I guess. <laughs> no mercy. No mercy.